0: Bye. <laughs> Welcome in and thank you for joining us on the Pay the Price podcast. This season is called The Dawn of the Deliculum and you are tuning in to episode one. Now before we get into the game proper, I do want to give a little bit of a quick primer on who we are and what we're about since this is our first podcast. Our company, which is called Samurai Beat, is on a mission to take down as many barriers as possible between you and the wonderful world of tabletop RPGs. So we seek to enable the adulting gamers out there so that you can once again, or uh, maybe for the first time, enjoy the hobby with your friends and family. Uh, To that end, we'll be using the Pay the Price podcast to model how you can quickly get in and out of a game session with no prep between sessions for anyone and still have an awesome time and memorable stories to tell. So you can learn all about all that and everything we've got going on and Show your support at our page on Patreon.com slash SamuraiBeat. We'll have patron-exclusive content eventually, and we will be publishing other shows as well. So you can check everything out there, and if if you're down with the show, enjoy it, have a good time, and utilize some of the tools that we'll be putting out there, we'd love to have your support there as well. So with all that being said, uh, let's just get right into the game proper. My name is Chris Batu, and today I have with me the primary players on the Pay the Price podcast, Starting with Mr. Eddie Fuentes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who your character is, and we'll go around the room.
1: Hey, guys. My name is Eddie, and for this session, I'm going to be playing Roos Wade, Call sign Luce. Um, Luce is small in stature and very lean, always dressed in black and has a hood over them. Very mysterious, very loner type of character, and we'll discover more as more time is spent.
0: All right. All right. And next we have the guru, Roman Picardo. Who are you playing this season?
2: Hey, hello everyone. Um, I'm playing, um, uh, his nickname is Goshi, but his given name by the scientist that he was experimenting on is Gojion. And he is an adept for the cogitation administratum. And Again, he was experimented on, and you know what? I'm going to take a lead from Eddie and said, let's find out what he was experimented on. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and last, but definitely the most handsome, Ivan Palaron.
2: Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> would, I wouldn't say most
3: handsome, but... Yes, uh, hi, uh, I'm Ivan. Uh, I will be playing the character Neil Dupont, uh, called Science Sparrow. Uh, Neil will be the acting pilot of our... Little group here. And uh, I think that's all pretty much all I'll say about that. All right. Okay. So for this season,
0: we're going to be playing the Starforged game pretty much as it's written. Maybe a few tweaks here and there, but we just want to showcase how the system works and everything. For future seasons, our plan is to actually take other games and settings such as Cyberpunk Red, Legend of the Five Rings, Star Trek Adventures, all those other games that we just love to enjoy and play in. And we're going to convert them so that you can play those games and enjoy those settings in this style of play. So, again, this is our live play show for you all, where we're going to showcase how all this works. We hope you have a good time. So, all that being said, my character's name, Hunter Cade, Call sign is Duke. And uh, also smaller in stature uh, character, maybe a like nine ish um, which is small... You know, I'm like six foot, so a little small for me. Um, An unassuming leader type of character. He's uh, very diplomatic, and that's sort of how he's made his way up to these positions. Didn't necessarily want to get there, um, but he certainly has some baggage he's carrying as well, which I'm sure will be exposed in due time. Let's get right to it. So you find yourselves at the response of an invitation from one Hunter Duke Cade he is a he's a well-known courier for this sector sector of space uh, you don't know him personally yet uh, but you have definitely heard his name he's kind of one of the guys in terms of courier runs so um, just to, we're we're gonna kind of pepper in the you know things about the world so there's no not a lot of long-range communication at all in the world that we're playing in so couriers are very important and vital for just moving around of resources information and all that kind of stuff. so they play a big role. Um, our our group is going to be operating in that capacity so you' you're coming on board the the deliculum ship which you were invited to go to and as you're boarding this uh, the ramp to the cargo hold, which is as uh, you know on the courier ship that's your primary spot um, it's a pretty it's a ship that's definitely seen, seen its days it's been through a lot Um, and if you imagine it's it's not the kind of ship that would have a bridge where we could meet uh, necessarily because you probably only fit a pilot and a co-pilot in there so we're in the cargo hold where everything goes and as you are coming up the ramp you see duke and he's smaller than you thought. So his, his reputation kind of precedes him in a little bit larger than life. Uh, he's uh, an Asian male, about five foot nine, and uh, it certainly looks like he gets into uh, into his work. So he's got like a, a yellowish mustardy looking shirt that's just covered with grease and grime. His pants are kind of almost hammered, you know, like Parachute pant type things, very comfortable looking, utilitarian, also mucked up in grease and grime. It's like this this man gets in the dirt. He gets in the weeds. Uh, he's got some really workman-like boots on and he's w- wearing a vest, and he's got it, uh, on his hip a very loose holster with a an, an impressive-looking handgun. And you can also see a blade that he keeps uh, on his other hip, which is you know, about uh, mid thigh length, something you could use in inside a ship. So, and that, that you can see the color that says black iron blade. So that would be the, the, the iron that he makes his vows on. Um, he's standing there waiting, uh, watching you guys approach as you come on board. And next to him is another person who is much more put together. Um, very, very clean, well-dressed, little taller, Hair is done up nicely, slicked back. Is a very corporate-looking individual that's with him, and uh, you come on board the ship, and you're like this guy's got all the money, most likely going to be your client. And so, Hunter begins and greets you. He says, "Welcome on board the Deliculum. I'm glad you all re- decided to respond to my invitation. Uh, now, I know the two of you, and he's pointing towards you know um, Bruce and Neil. He's like." I've, I've heard about you too, you know, in the, on the courier channels. So I'm glad you guys
2: came. Uh, I think you're Goshi, right? Is that, am I getting that right? Um, so when you mention his name, he's actually sort of kind of hiding behind his backpack, you know, w- face down, um, his eyes only pop. Palm- yeah, my name is Goshi. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me aboard.
0: All right. I mean, you know, yeah. They told me who they were sending, but, you know, adepts are all just kind of a little different in their own way. Perfect fine. Glad to have you. Thank you for
2: coming. Thank you for having me.
0: So it's pretty straightforward, guys. Uh, I think you probably know who I am. uh, And I've got generally like to work on my own. But this job is calling for a little more than that. So I decided to reach out to some reputable folks. See if I can get some more, some more manpower on this one. This is our client. Uh, I'm not going to give you his name. He'd rather stay anonymous in that regard. But, I mean, clearly he's here. You see him. He's not hiding that much. <laughs> not some mystery benefactor. But uh, if at all possible, we'd like to keep his name anonymous. What he's asked us to do, and uh, Duke kind of motions to this whole stack of cargo that's that's over on the side. And it's a mixture of like wooden crate cargo. um, And it's all very, very like old, not really old, old school, but it's not the kind of high tech that you'd imagine in a future type scenario, right? We're, we're living in a low tech world right now. It's a combination of cargo boxes. You've got some weird metal alloy boxes that are like sealed up pretty tightly. You've got um, no advanced computers. So you find, clipboards of paper and manifests just sitting on top of them. You have star maps that are rolled out also with you know circled areas marked on those too. So it's all very uh, analog, if you will. We're, he's asking us if we could take this cargo to, to an edge colony. Um, reason being, he has a very vested interest on the conflict that is seemingly about to brew there. He wants to ensure that his interests are protected. So, just to make things transparent, not trying to hide things from you guys, we're bringing weapons and we're bringing resources to make sure one side wins this fight. If you got a problem with that, I respect that, but you're going to have to go.
1: Which edge colony are we going to? Durango 5. So Luce, who's been very quiet again because of the cape on their head, you don't ever really see their eyes, briefly like looks up and you can see the glimmer in their eyes and says, that's perfect and I'm exactly where I need to be. I'll see you guys as we take off and walks away from the conversation into the ship, into a deeper <laughs> part of the ship.
0: <laughs> Dude, Duke just kind of watches him walk by like, all right, well, I guess he has no problems with that. How about you two?
3: Uh, I'm just here to see the job done, no matter what it is. So if, if that's what we're doing,
2: I'm all for it. And from again, from behind his backpack, yeah, yeah uh, I get to get out finally. Yeah, sure. Um, is the rooms that I'm staying here, or do I get a cubicle? What? You got
0: some basic crew quarters, you know, what you'd expect on a courier ship. I would have liked to have told Luce this, but he might be out of earshot now. We uh, The payment that we get when this job is done, the four of us, we're going to split that four ways. Right, I've already taken the initial payment from our client. This is what we use to get fuel, food, rations. We're all set for the trip. I took a little bit for myself. Like I said, I'm going to be honest. But the rest of it, we'll split evenly. Fair?
2: Uh, Goshi peeks his head up a little bit higher from behind his backpack. I'm going to get paid.
1: Out of one of the shadows, you hear Luce say, that's fair enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I jump when he said, that's fair enough.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, well, now your, your situation, he's pointing to Goshi. your situation might be a little different. I have to pay your company. Whatever they end up giving you is between you two.
2: He sinks back down. Oh, so I don't get it directly. Okay. <laughs> sinks back down behind his backpack. This way to the crew quarters? Yeah, yeah. Just out that way.
0: They're all pretty much the same. You pick
2: whichever room you want. Anything else then, sir? I guess we call you captain of your ship? Yeah, you're damn right. Yes, captain. I'll, I'll, I'll go this way. I'll figure it out. And he starts trying to follow Luz, but he'll, he's like staying on the opposite side of the hallway where Luz is, if he sees him.
0: So the the client kind of leans over. He says, "You're good with this guy, with these guys. They seem
2: a little, uh,
0: little, a uh, little, you know, a little odd." <laughs> and Duke, Duke Duke just reassures him. No, no, it, I did my homework. I think we're good here. All right. And with that, the client works his way off the ship. The the creak and the clanks of the mechanical pistons. You know, you hear that familiar sound as the cargo bay doors close up. And Duke starts walking back and says, "So, you're going to be flying, right?" And he's
3: pointing to Sparrow. <clears throat> uh, "That's correct. I am the pilot of the ship. So, wherever we're heading first, I can go ahead and head up to the bridge and uh, start planning out our our, our course." Good, because I don't want to. I don't want to fly right now. It's been a.
0: It's been a trying time, but. You know, all told, if, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Durango Five. I'm not. I'm not sure if you're familiar with where that is. I think round trip, probably looking at a couple weeks. If we don't run into any problems. Uh, thankfully, though, we've got Goshi on hand. He's going to help us make sure we get there precisely where we need to be. He's, if you didn't already know, uh, he's going to be the adept. Make sure we nail that marker. The faster we get back, the sooner
3: we get paid all right I'll try this for the quickest route then whatever gets us there and back she's a she's a little bit of a
0: she's a peculiar ship so you know we can uh I'll show you the ropes you gotta make make sure you handle her well you know what i mean oh i don't worry i'll be i'll be gentle don't worry
1: all right nice so do we undertake an expedition then
0: to get over there we could do that
1: yeah well,
0: oh, actually, actually, we do have another thing. Uh, oh, I should have done this while he was still here. But uh, so th- as the ship before the ship takes off, uh, Duke gathers you guys up one more time. this okay. And, you know, uh, kind of skipped my mind. We probably should have done this while the client was still here. But since he's not, we're just going to have to do it right here. I have already sworn my vow to make this delivery to that client. And he shows you guys his. He pulls out his knife, which is a nice black iron knife, real pristine looking. He obviously took this to some really nice. Uh, I forget what we call them, <laughs> the, the people that mold and the the black iron into you know different shapes and things. So he's. So he's, I made my vow to the client to deliver this. He's obviously not here, but I can definitely relate to him if you are to make your vows here as well, that you're on the
1: same wavelength as I am. Luce steps up and removes a black plain circle ring from his index finger and holds it up and says, I swear a vow upon this that I will complete this delivery with
2: you. All right. Roshi, you know, he reaches behind underneath his shirt and brings out a circular medallion. I swear on my iron, I swear on my piece of iron, I vow to make this delivery.
3: Right,
0: Duke is just nodding his,
3: his appreciation. And then uh, Neil pulls out a, pulls out a, a pistol, his, uh, his iron pistol. Oh, nice. And uh, I I vow to complete this delivery.
0: Duke looks impressed. He's like, man, where did you get that? I don't know. I found
3: it. (laughs) (laughs) You mind mind if I I take a look at that? You want to take a look at it? Honestly, I really don't remember how I got this. But I just—I woke up one day and I just had it. Are you—are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. Man, we're about to figure that story
0: out. He's—he's mm-hmm. so he's turning it over in his hands. Very, very impressed. Mechanical black iron is very hard to come by.
1: Like, man, all right. So, are we making that as a uh, dangerous? Not yet.
0: Oh. We go. I think we go default on that because is, um, is default troublesome? Or formidable? formidable. I believe it I is, formidable, formidable. is formidable. Is it not?
2: All right. Let's double
1: check. That's fine with me. Make it even more difficult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for for right now, all it is is a uh, you know, drop and go, type situation. Drop and go. Are you gonna? Are you putting this on like a personal vow? We gonna Isn't
2: make that this the a group's vow since it's the team?
1: I would imagine it would be a group vow, right? Yeah. Yeah, we could set one up.
0: Yeah, I think we could do a – we can make a move right now. Yeah, let's I think go. I that fits. Let's see. Since you're flying, Mr. Pilot, you want
2: to make the first move?
3: I will make the first move.
2: Do you want me to double check the route? Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, your
0: um uh, your computer's right over there. If you need to hone in on the coordinates, by all means. We've got some I mean, I don't know how you are with your with your drugs, but if you need you need straps, you need a mouth guard, something like that. I got some things. I don't know if you want to use those mouth guards, to be honest, but I got some. But uh yeah, whatever fits your fancy. You should find what you need there.
2: All right. So, in fact, since um, Sparrow said he was gonna put in the coordinates, I guess I just aid him.
0: Yeah, because we don't. Nothing is really all that exact in terms of navigation. You know, I kind of think of it as early naval navigation, but in space. <laughs> so, you you get close, you know. And but that and that's one of the things that makes uh do kind of you know, that's what it says kind of boosts his, his reputation is he's able to to get find his way there like without a lot of trouble. So he's he's quick, he's efficient,
2: you know. Oh, begin the session, did we need to put a plus one for we could do that. Momentum. Momentum, yeah. yeah we could tick up to three.
0: And then we'll hit um what move are you looking at for
3: uh, I was thinking we're doing Undertaken Expedition. I think so. Yeah, I think Undertaken Expedition is good. There you go. Perilous space. Yeah, so I think if we're going to do this fast, I'm going to roll for edge to move its speed. Um, I have to do my roll for aid as well, correct? Uh, yeah, so you're going to do that first? Yeah, let me do that
2: first. Uh, what is the move?
1: It's securing advantage
2: is it secure or aid
1: well the the thing in aid is
2: you secure an advantage oh okay I see
0: I would go with the adventure one
2: that's what I thought alright so aid I will
0: use um
2: my wits this go
0: just click one of those check boxes on the left after you choose the after you choose your stat I thought
2: you said it was wits oh, excuse me wits There we go. All right. And I don't think I have... Where's my assets? Do I have a special asset that'll help?
0: It's been a while. I don't think so. Just hit an action checkbox and we're all
2: good. Weak hit. All right.
0: All right. So Ivan gets to choose one of the benefits. Either take two momentum or plus one on your next move, Mr...
3: Sparrow uh, uh, Sparrow will take the plus two momentum. All right. All right. So let me add that. All right. Undertake an expedition. going to roll for edge. Also weak hit. Weak hit. Okay.
0: All uh, right. Burning would not help you. Okay. So it says we should be giving this expedition a name and a rank.
1: Well, the expedition would be the site name, right? What was it, Durango 5?
0: Durango 5. Yeah, we can cut it up into a couple different legs, like maybe a few days at a time. So, on a week, let's see, on a week, it says you reach a waypoint and mark progress, but you also must choose one of the below. Suffer costs on route, en route. So you make a suffer move or you face a risky situation at that first waypoint. Envision the encounter. So this is probably a couple days in.
1: So we're saying there's like three waypoints
2: to get there. Yeah? Yeah, I would say like three, okay. four or something like that. Cool. All right, so All at right. least we can break it up. Got it.
1: All right. So we get to the first one. I think uh, I don't want to suffer too early. <laughs> your
3: your call yeah okay so the first waypoint we encounter some sort of like guard checkpoint and um, and it's not heavy I would say moderately uh, like a moderately armed unit that's just kind of like setting up shop uh, you know checking patrolling like who's passing through uh, the sector that we're going through Um, And for us, because we're transporting weapons, you know, it could be possible that, you know, we could be targeted for, you know, I guess, contraband or or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Or piracy. Piracy,
1: there you go. Piracy. Piracy. Space piracy.
2: Um, We said this is dangerous, correct? Mm -hmm. I think it just became formidable. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right then.
1: So is this like a is this like um, a different faction that's like antagonistic to us? Is it more peacekeeping? I'm thinking like it could be
3: potentially hazardous or like a malicious group. That's just kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say hoarding for some reason, but it's not hoarding. Just kind of like establishing their group in this sector. Okay. As like a harassment for like
1: people. They want to take our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, we Mm -hmm. can have it be, um, as we're passing through that part of space, do we want to give them a name? We We should. We should. We should. Any idea? Sparrow? Anything you want to throw out there? Let's see.
3: Uh, okay. They, they call themselves the...
1: Like, the Forgotten Union. Nice. All right. I like that. All right. All right. So, as we're traveling, we see a ship carrying the colors of the Forgotten Union, which are yellow and purple. And... All of a sudden, we get into the range for our shortwave radio to pick up a signal, and we hear, Shh, uh, what are you guys doing in this section of space? Over. Please respond.
3: Uh, yes, this is the pilot of the Deliculum. Uh, we are currently just transporting goods through the sector. Hey, hey, we don't owe these
0: guys any explanation.
1: Shh, uh... Well, you know, you guys aren't supposed to be here. I think, uh, our scanners read, you might have a little bit of contraband on board. What kind of stuff are you guys shipping through here?
0: Yeah, that's none of your business, man. We don't have police here.
1: Well, you seem to be on the wrong side of space, my dear friend. Prepare to be boarded. Shh. And so we've uh, we've had to go to space chase right now. (laughs) I have a second character just in case. (laughs) So as the last static comes over the radio, um, you see the ship start turning in space so that its docking port lines up with us. Do we want to do anything?
0: to blow up that dog importance <laughs> as soon as you get the chance do we um, want to
1: fight or we want to leave
0: ooh, ooh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do a i'm gonna check a supply here okay because i i think duke would have prepared for this nice but let, let's see if he did or not so i'm gonna check gear and let's see roll plus supply are we oh do you recall what a default supply is four I five. think five. That's five? Set. Okay. Five. Yeah, five. Perfect. Great answer. Okay. So we're going, making a supply roll. Let me uncheck that. We go. We're going to roll on this bad boy. There you go. Ooh. Strong hit. You have it and you're ready to act. All right. Listen. Take one I didn't momentum. Sh- yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. Plus one momentum. All right, Sparrow, listen. I didn't show you the entire ship, but trust me. I've seen this many times. We're ready for this. I've reinforced the docking area or the, the area around where their dock is going to connect. Okay. As soon as they make that connection, you just bolt it out of here full speed. I know it's not traditionally a good idea. Just trust me. It's going to work. You're going to tear that dock right off their ship and they're going to be screwed.
3: All right. And We will do that. I guess I can also power, uh, just try to run everything power for the engines, so we can just get out of here. That's what I'm saying.
1: Forgotten Union over to Deliculum. Uh, can you please line up so we can connect our ports over? Uh,
3: affirmative. This is the
1: Deliculum. Uh, we will go ahead and do that. So the two ships lock in and at, on the inside of the Deliculum, you can hear the pressurized doors on the other side opening up. And you hear the heavy footsteps of what your experience will tell you are three armed soldiers.
0: Mm. Some real tension right here.
2: All right. So once we hear that, so they're not yet on the ship. They're on the. Umbilical. They're on the connecting piece. Yeah, they kind of, right. going so, to ship. Um, But they are my, connected. My character is all like, "Hang on, guys! I got an idea," and he. He, re- he opens zips, uh, he zips open one of his pockets and takes out an inhaler. <sighs> oh, okay, I got an idea. Uh, Better make it fast. Yeah, so what I'm gonna do is try to hack into their system and just, you know, make some malfunctions on their end. So, yeah, so uh, disrupt electronics. add plus one, got it. So. I guess secure an advantage for us.
0: Wait, so you're going you're gonna to disrupt them from in yes. here?
2: Yes, I, can. I think I can do it. How in the world are you going to do that? Yeah.
0: Duke is freaking out because uh, time is running out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, which move is that? Is I mean, I've th-
0: seen some adepts do some crazy stuff, but yeah. not
2: that. So we're not getting combat. So probably um, secure an advantage. Probably a yeah. connection Duke is very confused yeah. loose, like looks up a exactly. little bit. And it's like, that is very rare indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With my expertise. So it will be wits. Excellent. Okay. So switch the name
0: Duke is getting real nervous.
2: Yeah. I'm <laughs> clicking clacking, clicking clacking and I get a whoops. I supposed to add plus one. So. Open the um, either doors! Either way, it's a strong hit. <laughs> it's a strong hit. So on a strong hit, take both. Plus two momentum and one on my next move. So two momentum. Yes. Almost yeah, started. open up the doors immediately. And then all of a sudden, watch this, guys, watch this. And he hits one button, and not only does the door on the spaceship, on their base spaceship, closes the umbilical uh, detaches from both ends. So what you
1: guys hear for the... What happened to the ship?
2: Uh oh. What happened there, guys?
1: (laughs) So the spaceship, uh, the Forgotten Union, realizes that the tether has broken and is now turning and arming fire on your ship.
0: Sparrow, get us out of here right now. You got some explaining to do. All
1: right. What the hell guys? You guys, you guys just airspace Petey. We're not going to forgive you for this. Prepare to be destroyed.
0: You airspace Petey. We didn't do anything. That was a malfunction on your ship.
1: Uh, Rick, was that us? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, um, prepare to be destroyed.
3: Sparrow, get us out of here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right everybody i have all the power connected to the engines we're, we're good we're, i'm gonna i'm gonna light this sucker we're gonna go just keep me a second here so he starts we got uh,
0: speed trust me you gotta y'all you gotta hang on though we don't have inertial dampening in this world
3: a sparrow starts here right it comes on, the juice full throttling the engines and you just hear like a rumbling in like throughout the whole ship I'm going to roll for face danger. All right. All right. Yeah. alright. And then I will roll for speed. I will use my ace asset. Uh, I take plus one and take one momentum on a hit. So rolling miss. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oof. So as Oof. as as Sparrow is, is revving up the engines, all you just hear is uh, just coughing in the bit. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, guys, I think the 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 engines are kind of burning out here. Um, what did you do to my ship? I I thought you said
1: I thought you said it's gonna work. Switch shots to the exterior of the ship, and Petey is like hanging on by dear life. Just like trying to ruin your engine from the outside, <laughs> he's, he's spacing me with his last <laughs> last effort. So I would do. We enter the fray now because they would be shooting at us. Um, if they are shooting at us, I would say that would
3: be our pay the price because on a miss, okay, uh, yeah. we would pay the price anyway. So Pretty I think nice. they shot. Yeah. So. You just see out of the corner of my eye, out of the corner of Sparrow's eye, he just sees this this beam of light coming towards the ship, and with whatever little power he has left, he kind of turns the ship sideways, and it basically the shot that is fired upon the ship, the deliculum, gets gets grazed towards the engine, so we lose one engine.
0: Oh my god! Ugh. Unbelievable. I hope I hope the podcast name is not a. Uh... Gonna bring us
1: doom (laughs) at every turn Damn it Luce just looks up and says This isn't going too well guys Offers nothing else
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just slinks
0: back into the shadow
2: Isn't there a resist damage move? For a vehicle, I think there is. Yeah.
1: But it We're wouldn't matter anyway
2: because we have to pay the
1: price.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. We need a yeah, consequence. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah, we've lost one engine. Well, we can't live away now. Bring it about. We got to take him out.
2: Ooh,
3: take Do it we out. have guns on this ship? Yeah. Does this ship have guns?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's got some.
3: Are we I'm just going to shoot out the window? Do <laughs> you guns?
2: With our pistols. That's right. It rubber does have guns. It does rubber have band guns. and paper clips.
3: It's not
0: a warship by any means, but it's got guns.
1: Uh, Luce will go ahead and just like move like a shadow. And you guys are like, what the hell? And all of a sudden sitting at the gun control. And loose is going to fire. So it's going to start this. Technically, that. Is that entering us into combat now? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So for enter the fray, let's see here. I guess face off against my foe, right? Oh no, I no, caught so. in a trap. One or the other. I think either one will work. Let's go with caught in a trap cause I have better chance. Actually, you know what? No, <laughs> it should be facing off against your foe. So I will roll heart, which is not gonna go well. <laughs> It is what it is. But that's the game, y'all. All right. <laughs> that is the game. It is. I roll the first one, right? Yes. Okay. Let's see what happens. Okay. 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 So on, a, I got a weak hit. So on a weak hit, I will remain in control. As Luce gets over to where the gun controls are, they focus in. And manage to get a shot off of one of the turrets on the Forgotten Union ship. It's not completely out of commission, but it starts just like throwing sparks everywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, all right. I'm gonna make an aid a, a secure advantage move because I know the ship, and uh, try to give you some some knowledge that might help you get more out of it. you mm. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so that would be a wits, I would say, given the expertise. Oh
1: God. <laughs> <And you do laughs> My
0: assumptions have betrayed me. All right, so the Duke uh, yells out to lose. Uh, hit that lever on your left side. That's gonna recalibrate your aim. I think then you'll be able to land the shot. Unfortunately, what he doesn't realize is the, the impact from the engine losing the engine has totally borked up that whole mechanism. So when you try to take advantage of that additional tweak to the aim, it makes it even worse. <laughs> so I would say uh, not only that, but it actually breaks. So now the gun still works, but fine-tuning your aim is not going
1: to be available to you. Luce shouts back. Are you sure this is your ship? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never lost an engine before. Yikes! Loose, loose shouts out. Can't you like hack their systems and do something helpful, like
2: disabling their weapons? Yeah. So he hears all, Oh, that, that's. I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get in. Stand by. Huff faster.
0: <laughs> Duke because like I still don't understand what's happening <laughs> he's, he's, he's totally like beside himself right
2: now <laughs> with that um, the move will be again again another secured advantage I'm thinking uh, yep. sounds so good it's not the one on the top correct it would be the one at the top oh, okay secure the scene the one on top not seen, just secure advantage. Secure advantage, excuse me. I think. Mm. And you know what? I will, just to double check. Okay, I want to make a move, configure, optimize, hack. That's a plus one. And, ooh, you know what? I will use this. You know. Alright. So, he doesn't take a. Um, uh, he's there uh, tapping away, try, try, you know, trying to zone out everybody. And. He's not looking at anything. He just his eyes are relatively closed, are closed, and he's just tapping on the keyboard. And he puts his hands onto his head, on the side of his temples, and then he continues to clack away. So with that, um, where is it?
0: Duke starts nudging Sperry. like, "Are you seeing this right now?"
3: Duke is totally dumbfounded Sparrow's like I I really don't know what's happening I thought you just said this was a good ship I was hoping to get out of here
2: (laughs) and boom so not only did I shut down their weapons I shut off their life support oh (laughs) jeez dang and then, once you see that, he, when he says that, he's like, he's still a little dizzy, and he's like, uh, you know, he puts this time his fingers to his temples as if he's got a headache. And, you know, I said, uh, I'm a little bit over, but okay. Um, sir, just to let you know, um, Regs state, I, I can't prolong use, uh, and I was off only a few hours ago, and now I had to, and, and okay, I did it. And he sort of kind of hunches back and hides behind his, his backpack again. So Duke has,
0: he doesn't know what to make of this whole situation. So he, he sees Goshi go through this whole experience of shut essentially shutting down the other ship with no kind of connection to it and you can you can see like, the, like his eyes are like darting everywhere trying to put together what the hell he just saw and he leans over to sparrow really quietly he says get us out of here and then he turns to do he turns over to goshi and looks very like straight like deep into his eyes and says what the hell
2: are you Please don't hurt me. I, mean, I, I was just trained to do what I do. I'm an adept. I can do, you know, this. And he's pointing to the the computer station that you, you assigned him to. I, I I can do this. I know what to do. This is what we do. And, uh, I, did I do it wrong? I paid a fair price to your
0: company for an adept. I did not pay. Was this kind of, I don't even know what to call it. What is What is this? How were you able to do that?
1: That's what we do. Not like that. Not wirelessly.
2: What? Wirelessly? Uh, you got were, into
1: another ship's systems
2: off of our ship. We were short range, so we exactly were still in
1: range. Of radio wireless waves.
0: We, we weren't touching. I've worked with lots of adepts in my day. And none of them were doing that.
2: None of them. Well, would you like to get out of here first? Otherwise, oh, we're going. you got time. I could do it well, now. they're dead, right? It's dead in the water and <laughs> you cut, and cut off their, their the life, life support. supports. And everybody, as part of their spacer kit, everyone has a full-on Enviro suit. So they should be well. They should be okay until they can get their stuff back up.
0: You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. We shouldn't leave. Let's let them die. We're going to go check out their ship. In the meantime. In the meantime. I don't I don't know what to think about this. This is this is throwing me off. I have half a mind to just space you right now because I don't understand you at all. I've been around the way. I've been to lots of places. I've been across lots of different shipping lanes and channels and then lots of people never seen that
2: so right now he's no longer you know he's you know darting around looking but this time now he starts to shakes and stuff i can tell you now and uh um but uh it'll take a while um and uh but if you um want uh plausible deniability you could stop asking, but if you want to figure it out or want to know and understand, uh, well, let, let's get to some place safer. It, it will take a while. And he 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 stopped shaking or he's fidgeting, but he's looking now straight at his keyboard, and you know, sort of kind of waiting for the next command. What do you want to do now, Captain? Oh, I want the truth.
0: No way! I'm flying around with this. He's like motioning to you (laughs) without knowing what the hell is going on
2: okay well well right now their their engines are down their life support is down he looks up at the the monitor of this computer station and if you want sir i could tap into their vid system and we can talk with them oh they'll be dead in
1: short order yeah we're, we're waiting for them to die
0: so we do you can want it a slow ship.
2: death or a quick death?
0: They'll be dead soon enough with no
2: life support. Yeah, life support is, uh, well, unless they got a good person who can do their ship systems. Uh, do you want me to prevent them from fixing their systems? I think we give them
0: a few minutes. We won't have to worry about it at all.
2: Okay, he takes his hands off the um keyboard, and this time, he goes back to fidgeting, and, and he's like in wait mode. Now what? The captain
1: wants to know what the answer to the question he told you.
3: Is it, is it just me? Do you guys care? Is this weird to you? Oh, I care. This is very weird. I'm definitely freaked out. I've never seen that in my lifetime. So whatever... Whoever you brought on this ship, I think we all want answers.
2: Yeah, then we're gonna need some answers. Then you um uh, and um again if you want plausible deniability,
0: stop that's asking. out the window. I
2: think we've okay. already answered that. So and after he stopped shaking and stuff like that, he straightens up, cracks his neck.
0: Duke is kind of reaching down to his knife, just yeah. subconsciously.
2: <laughs> so, um, I was basically—I—I I, I am from. Let me check on my notes where I'm at. Uh, do 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 do. Where am I? Uh oh, standby. It's all on my notes. Boom boom. So, uh, I. Am an experiment of the cogitation administratum, and according to what I been told, they were able to somehow find some lost tech, and they put it in me, and he starts shaking again um yeah, and so um yeah, and i uh uh, this tech that was put in my head, um, yeah, I can do a lot of other stuff like what you just saw. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I can do a little bit more uh, compared to other apps, But yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I did that. So uh, if, if need be, I, I, I can, I can, I, I, I can, you know, just, uh, see the machines, you know, while I, in my, uh, 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 in my drug fugue state. And, uh, yeah, I, I can, I can see it. I can see it. I, I just did it. And, uh, I, I was just going off, but what you guys wanted, you didn't want to be boarded and, uh, they had no right. And, uh, so I made it happen. Did I do it wrong?
1: Luce turns to Duke and says, I don't know that I agree to be on a mission with liars. He pulls, Duke,
0: Duke kind of gives a glance, sort of pretty much in agreement, right? So he pulls out his handgun and levels it right to Goshi. Why
2: did they send you, of all people? I go where I was reported to go. Uh, and uh, there was a request for me. And I just went to the queue, and here I am. That's it. Why lie about it? Why lie about it? First of all, when they experimented on me, they thought that this implant was not as good as they expected. And, um, oh, and, uh, yeah, um, yeah it did perform better but they were expecting better results and uh yeah so um they decided to stop the experiments and put resources into other projects and uh yeah i i just have an implant that you know makes me do things a little bit better and faster and uh yeah so yeah um for a moment when we were connected with the ships through the umbilical, uh, yeah, I could see them. But the second time, yeah, I was able to, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, go into their system because they were close enough. And yeah, so I can do that. So, yeah, uh, hmm. I didn't know that implant could, I just saw it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know, and he starts sweating and you know it's not because you guys have a gun onto his head, but, um, he kind of looks like he's going through withdrawal symptoms per se. Yeah. I'm, I'm over my limit right now. And I, I, I tried to, uh, yeah. Limit, but still, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going through my, I have to go to to my shutdown mode of using my emags. So yeah. Um, what else?
1: Captain, I think the other ships probably run out of air by now. If you want to send us to go check it out, maybe some of us should stay here on the ship just in case. Glances over at Goshi.
0: Yeah, Duke has a really, he's very unnerved by this whole situation. Just, just, just simply realizing that there's, that there's some something completely unknown and almost incomprehensible in front of his eyes is is, is shaking him a lot. So he says, "I'm going to secure him. Why don't you two go ahead and check out the ship in the meantime? We'll reconvene, and I'll start working on the ship, the engine repairs.
1: Anything specific you need us?" To pay pay a close attention to on their ship,
0: I don't know. And he he pulls he reaches out behind behind his back and pulls out essentially what looks like a walkie-talkie, you know, short-range communication. Just just tell me what you see, and he hands it, hands it to you. Go, she. Sir, sure. let's go to your quarters. I am going to secure you. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna mince any words about that. I don't trust you right now, but I fully understand that you could just take the ship down, apparently, with your mind. I have half a mind to sedate you as well. We'll figure it out when I get there.
1: Okay. I was just trying to help. So Luce signals over to Sparrow and they uh, head down to the cargo hold, which is where the Connection point is, and since that is broken, they'll have to put on their spacesuits. And since it's low tech, we probably don't have any boosters. Nope, you got a tether. We're just, we're just, gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna launch. We're just gonna we're <laughs> no. gonna push off yep. and and hope that we can uh, get to the other side of their airlock. Uh, I can position our ship with the
3: remaining engine. Hell Just yeah. get us a little bit closer.
0: Let's do that, Sparrow. Yeah, you've got some long tether lines that are that would
2: come out from that. While we're walking down the hall, he goes, um, yeah, did you want me to unlock their ship?
1: I don't think we want you to do anything at this point.
2: Okay. You are weirding me out
1: right now. Don't do anything like he said. Okay. Man. So, uh, once Sparrow gets the ship in place, we just hop over. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, when we get aboard the ship, um, we because we know there's no air, we have put the walkie-talkies inside of our spacesuits. <laughs> so, we can communicate sure. with a headpiece. <laughs> a little headphone jack. <laughs> Yeah. um and we say uh, deliculum we are entering the spacecraft now please hold and you hear like the pressurized doors like ksh. there's no life support so things are kind of no lights no electricity no nothing. you're expecting to see bodies but you don't see anything just complete darkness. And so Luce, uh, carrying just a pistol, goes over to try to find, like, the electricity to turn it on. And when they find the breaker, they flip the breaker. And all of a sudden, the vision of both Sparrow and Luce starts to, like, blur a little bit. Like, right when you just wake up and everything's super blurry. And when it clears up and the lights come on, you see the inside of this ship is actually covered in flesh. And the ship, while still remaining its shape, you feel like it's breathing. So over the comms, I go, uh, Captain, Captain, can you hear me? And just like, there's no communication with the ship. So, Luce turns over to Sparrow. Are you, are you? Are are we seeing the same thing
3: here? You're talking about the fleshy inside, right? You saw that? Are you seeing this? Yes. I see it. Does your radio work? I can't get to the ship. I I didn't even pick up anything when
1: you were trying to call him. As we turn around to get the hell off of the ship, where there once was an airlock is just a wall now. So we're stuck on this ship. Um, so Luce turns over to Sparrow and says, we need to get to their comms at the very least to see if we can hail the other ship and like get us out of this mess. Do you know where to go from here? I, I would
3: say our best bet would to be head up to the bridge and hopefully there's some sort of mechanism there that we can just kind of hook into because they, they were calling us from somewhere, so I would make my guess is that we had to head up there. That's and, perfect. Yeah. Let's,
1: let's get to the bridge, but I don't trust anything that's going on here, so keep your guard up. Keep your pistol up. Yeah, all right, bye. Sparrow. What do you see?
0: Loose? <laughs> Loose, check in. Goshi what can you tell me he's like totally reluctantly leveraging this <laughs> tech capability he has no comprehension of
2: this is my room
0: you want to lock me away now Dude, I can't raise them on the comms Goshi what can you tell me about that ship
2: well oh well yeah um when I just decided to shut down their engines and life support that's the all the time i had i i really didn't have you know uh time to analyze from this end so yeah uh but you told me not to do anything so i'm not doing anything what do you want me to do cap i i don't
0: whatever you connect to it whatever the hell it is you do i'm going down to the cargo bay he's like damn it he like slams his fist on the on the Side of the room, he's like, "Damn it!" And he runs
2: out the door. Is there a computer in the cargo bay? I could do it in front of you. That way, I know you already don't trust me. I, I I didn't mean to, but you know. Was, I don't so- care.
0: You see he yells as he's running down the hall or down the uh, the <laughs> ship. I get down to the cargo hold, and there there are some portals there. So you know you can see outside, and I, I look out and I see the trailing tethers that the two that Liz and Sparrow had used, and they they connected the other ship but where the, where the hole used to be for their umbilical section there's a there's a break in the metal metallic hull of the ship and uh, and all that duke sees is this pulsating red purple fleshy looking enclosure that that has essentially swallowed up the tether lines
1: then we'll go back to the inside of the ship where um, Luce and Sparrow are trying to make it to the cargo or uh, to the bridge in order to get there. So we don't have to roll for anything doing that, right? Like on the way there, because I believe we might have before. Uh, I think we used to do set a course. So what set we did a course? Last time. Nice. Okay, let's do that. Um, so let's set a course to, uh, the bridge. Since Sparrow's our navigator, you want to lead the way? I will lead the way.
3: Um, okay, so it looks like here, there's a signage here that says bridge, but also we have to bypass... What is this? Like, the words are cut off. It's kind of hard to make... Now uh, it looks like, uh, yeah, this looks like med, I'm assuming it's going to be a med bay. Um, and then there will also be a, uh, looks like a, like a weapon systems room. So we'll have to pa- bypass those on our way up to the bridge. All right, let's head it up. Lead the way.
0: Duke is working up a full-up
2: panic here. Goshi! Goshi! I'm right here. I'm right here. That doesn't look good, isn't it? Purple look stel- out this window. What is that? Do you see that? Uh, that wasn't me. That wasn't I swear me. I
0: woke up in the freaking different universe this morning.
1: Hang
2: can on. you
0: connect to them? Uh, I, I, I can try. I can check try. in. Connect with them.
1: Loose. Sparrow. Check in. All right. Back at the ship. Setting that course. Okay. Yeah. I'll do set a course. Okay. Set course. So that's
3: a uh, roll plus supply and supply. Please reach your destination. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. So, so Sparrow leads uh, loose through the ship, um, and just because there was no comms, so that was our main priority. So we head up straight to the bridge, and once we get to the bridge, um, we see what looks to be like a couple dead bodies there with like name name tags on it and on the name tags it's is, is almost like a key card so sparrow picks up the key card and plugs it into one of the kiosks that are that are at the bridge and he tries to make contact uh back on the deliculum and uh deliculum this is sparrow calling in deliculum over
2: Goshi, Goshi, was that was that comms? I, I I think so, but I didn't do anything yet. Get to the bridge. Get to the bridge. I think they're calling. Okay, okay. Boom, boom, boom.
3: <laughs> Deliculum, this is Sparrow calling in. Do you read over?
2: Sir, it's them. I I think we they they were able to get contact here, and I pass the uh, the walkie-talkie to you, to Duke. Sparrow, Sparrow, is that you?
3: Duke, do you read me? Hello. I read you.
0: What the hell is going on?
3: Uh, I don't know. We, uh, Luce and I boarded the ship and all of a sudden we lost comms. We weren't able to reach out to any of you guys. Were you guys able to pick up anything on your end? No, all I got was static. But why does the ship look like a, like a, like a living thing over there? We're asking ourselves the same question on this end. It, It definitely feels like we're inside, not a ship, but something.
1: At that moment, while um, Sparrow and Duke are conversing, since we're at the bridge, we're like looking out of the glass, trying to see if we can see each other's contact. And then on the Forgotten Union ship, the power goes out and flicks back on and the ship is completely back to normal. Everything is mechanical. There's no blood anywhere. Even the dead bodies, because they suffocated, there's no blood, no nothing. Everything is just as it you imagine it was before we got on the ship. Sparrow, what the fuck is going on? I have no idea. Hold on, let me. Uh, do, do you
3: do you read? Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, some weird shit just happened. Uh, we are we're weirder than that. We're back in the sh- we're back in the ship. This is a legit
1: ship now. Loosed? I don't.
0: I don't. I don't follow. What do you? What do you mean? Loose uh, tries
1: captain? the personal comms. Ksh. Captain, Captain, do you hear me on the walkie? Check, Captain.
0: Duke's, Duke's like taking it back. He's looking around. Pulls up the walkie. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Comms. Personal comms working. What the hell
1: is going on, Captain? We need to get off this ship right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Dump the cargo. Whatever. Just, just get back over here. I don't know what's going on.
2: Uh, Captain, the ship looks normal again. Their ship looks normal again.
0: You mean the, 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 the fleshy insides that I saw a few minutes ago
2: were gone? Is that what I, you're saying? Yeah, I, I saw it too, but look, it's not there anymore. It's the ship that we were initially in contact with.
1: So Luce and Sparrow hightail it from the bridge... Back through the ship down to their cargo hold, and everything is exactly how it was before. Um, there's no, you know, sign that anything had happened on the ship, other than the trail of like wet, viscous, like material that was clinging to their boots, leaving a trail behind them. And then we get into the airlock grab our tethers, hop right back over to our ship, and come out through the cargo door. Duke's waiting on the other side of the airlock. What what the hell happened? Captain, I've never seen anything like that except in my dreams. You dream of this kind of stuff? I wouldn't say I dream of it as much as I see it, but one can't always choose what they see. All I know is that where that material is, bad things follow. Not to mention that I'm sure that that forgotten Union ship had a beacon on it, and if it doesn't respond soon, we may be in more trouble than we think. Yeah,
3: Captain, I as much as I want to dissect what just happened here, I think I agree. Did you get the engines running? Because I think we should go.
0: I, I, I could do... I. Very minimal work on it, but it should fire up. We won't be going full speed, but better than one engine.
1: All right. Well, I'll, I'll head up. I'll head up to the uh, to the bridge while you go ahead and do that. And I'll see what I can do in the engine room. I'm not an engineer, but I'm definitely not going to be here, Captain. We're on good terms now with this guy. I didn't
0: even have didn't have time to process all this. But i tell you what, I'd take him over that any day. Fair enough, Captain.
1: Luce disappears into the shadows.
0: So Duke looks down and he sees your sloppy boot path. And
1: he's like, oh my
0: gosh, I can't. So now, now for a little bit, he was contemplating that he was just, it wasn't real. But now it's sinking in that whatever the hell happened is actually legit.
1: All right. Do we try to make it to our next waypoint (laughs) 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 one waypoint down down, and it
0: was
2: a disaster (laughs) Uh, uh, wasn't me I just shut down the engines and and detached the umbilical and turned off life support speaking of which was there anyone on the ship left after that uh illusion or mirage we, we saw there was definitely bodies in the
1: bridge but we were hightailing it out of there and we didn't have enough time to check
2: anything else we're still in range of the ship correct we won't be for long did yeah. you want me to download their their ships logs any video I, I, logs? I think
0: it's I think we just need to go. I right. okay. I've seen enough shit to do. I don't want anything from that ship being a part of this ship. This this crap, he's like motioning to the goop on the floor. He's like, that's far enough. We're gonna clean this up right away. <laughs> but no, no, I don't want anything else from that ship. All
1: right, let's get out of here then. Sparrow. Take us there. All right, firing it up.
0: Uh, as we're kind of hanging out in the more or less like in the bridge, just sort of making our way away. Uh, Duke, Duke, Duke has calmed down somewhat, but he turns to Goshi and he says, "Let me get this straight. That your company was make doing experiments." on this weird newfangled technology. Uh And they decided to send you out after that, knowing full well that this,
2: this is world changing stuff right here. Why would they put you out here? As I said, they, they thought, that this implant when they were running the tests underperformed for their expectations so they didn't bother to follow up I think is, is, the, is the term and uh, yeah and uh, yeah uh, um, but yeah uh, they thought I they just had a an implant that is underperformed and didn't do any more tests so and they just put me back to work. So they're writing you off as a failure. uh, Oh. You didn't have to put it that way. I'm a failure.
0: Uh, I didn't say that, but it sounds like that's what they're thinking. uh, You clearly... It clearly worked in some way.
2: uh, Oh, yeah. You're right. Uh, So I'm not a failure? Uh, Well, anyway... Um, I'm here. I was uh, I was assigned to you, and um, yeah. Um, but uh, by the way, are we alone, or are we still on the bridge crew? It's it's most.
0: And I, I'm not sure if Luz is there, but definitely at least the three of us:
2: me, you, and Sparrow. I am oh, okay. there. Oh, okay. So you're all there. Um, uh, y- well, anyway, uh, I am here. Um, Do you guys
1: really think? That a company
2: would allow somebody with that kind of
1: technology to roam without having record or checking in on them? What if all of this information is being trans uh, transmitted over to them, some kind of covert ops? Is
2: that what we want? See, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Why would they put him out here like that? Yeah. Well. Um, if you want, I can run a self-diagnostics to see what they did to me. Again, I wasn't given all the details. You've already lied to us once. I, I didn't lie. I just told you what I could do, and I didn't know I could do it. I just did it. To me, lie by omission is still a lie. I, I didn't omit anything. So, okay. You, told you don't us, trust me? That's You fine. told us you were a regular adept. You are very
1: far from regular if you have some new technology that was found inside
2: of your head. Well, I thought I was a regular adept. I mean, when they ran their tests, they weren't impressed. So they just put me through it and gave me my drugs, and here I am. Uh, I I don't know what else to say. Um, They, you know, I I guess... Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Do they do a lot of these
2: experiments oh yeah um that's how i got my name goju means 54. i'm test subject number 54 and i was the only one who survived or at least i didn't see anyone else from my test group but then again they could be lying to me i don't know
0: this doesn't add up your company has a sterling reputation that's why i go with them that's why many people go with them
2: yeah so i'm told um, again they are they have a division that also tries to look for any lost tech to always try to improve our communication devices other than physical and how how to you know use computers and you know make it help work with us and you you know uh yeah um uh, again they were just disappointed and if you were there, they they were like, you know, oh wow. And so I got their implant and I I work a little bit faster but they stopped doing any more tests. So
0: Duke looks at Luz. I don't like where this is going. This is a rabbit hole. I am interested in going into, but I'm also terrified of going into.
1: Honestly, Captain, I'm more terrified of what I saw in that ship. But that is not to say that I'm very curious that if one out of 54 subjects survived testing, why would a company send out the unique one that lived? That doesn't make any sense to me. Not for that company. They're all about high quality and cutting edge technology. So why send this one out to us?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We don't have
0: the whole picture here.
2: Yeah. Well, I do have a little bit more of the picture and I I just remembered this. Um, But again, uh, I'm trying to keep you safe. Um, But yeah. Did you want to hear about it? You sure like leaking company secrets, don't you? I didn't mean to find these secrets. I just found it because it was part of the tests.
1: So your company didn't tell you to keep anything close to your chest just to share openly secret classified
2: information with people you just met? Well, uh, no, they never said anything either way. I was just there to test this this do gizmo do that they put in my brain and um, just to let you know when I was doing the routine tests um, I found out some very underhanded things that the coads the cogitation administratum have done for instance uh, yeah um, the numbers that they put out about how many adepts have died from the drugs yeah, that was way lower than they said to the public. And, um, oh, yeah, and those adepts who are suffering from the narcotics, like what I'm sort of kind of doing now, um, yeah, um, again, that was a number that was way lower. And um, I did find... um, not too much. I still don't understand it because I haven't processed it. But, uh, yeah, they, um, they administrate them. Uh, they've paid raiders to assault communities, enslave them, and then enslave them. And then that's their recruiting and testing for potential candidate adepts. And Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, what? We are way off the reservation here right now. I, I know, uh, but they never followed up with me. They were too busy, you know, looking at the tech and I wanted to say anything, but they shut me down. So if what
1: you're saying is true, that's very sensitive to be information to be sharing with a bunch of strangers. Why are you telling
2: us everything? Because you said I lied and now I'm not lying, but then I just realized I had it because I didn't process it all.
1: Captain, I leave this to you this is This is too much for me. I'll follow your lead. You're the one paying me.
0: Did they do we think they just severely underestimated Goshi? Is that what's happening here? You would think they would neutralize something like that, right? I'd
1: consider it I mean, I'd definitely consider it. Unless they have other plans for him letting him out into the wild.
0: If I hadn't seen you do what you just did, I'd call you a bold faced liar right now and just say this was all just a conspiracy crackpot stuff. But I saw it firsthand. So I don't know. I don't know if everything you're saying is true. But. I don't know what to make of it. I
2: okay. don't know. Um, yeah, um, from your perspective, yeah, I would not trust me either. So I will follow your rules. I won't touch any other computer stuff now and um, I will I Wait. he takes out his medallion. I swear my iron vow I will not do any computational and or cogitations of any of your systems without permission. There's my vow. Boom. Hmm. I got to write that down now.
3: (laughs) Captain, don't mean to interrupt, but uh, we are slowly approaching our second waypoint.
0: As soon as you, shortly after you say that, we get a, we get a calm hit, which is kind of unusual because there is nothing really nearby. As far as we can see. Duke, it's a woman's voice over the comm calling out Duke's name. And as soon as, as soon as he hears it, Duke is just like snapped into this whole other state of awareness, he, he, he hears the faint voice runs over the comms. He's like, hello, hello, this is Duke. This is Duke. Respond. Is that is that you? Respond. But nothing comes back over the comms. And he turns around frantically he's like, you heard that, right? Right? He's, he's like looking at all three you. You heard that.
3: Yes? Yeah. Uh, Captain, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything, Captain.
2: Mm, no. Impossible.
1: I know I know I heard it. I heard it. What did you hear?
0: Uh I heard someone calling, calling my name and you, you guys would know from his reputation that he's got some baggage that you've heard of. And it's starting to sort of manifest itself. Mm. I, I swear you, you didn't, you, you really didn't hear that. I was the only one.
3: You hear anything captain you sure it's not you sure it's not this guy messing with your head duke duke is that you
0: another calm comes across a little louder this time but it's like a faint haunting voice almost like almost like that voice shouldn't exist anymore but it does And and Duke is freaking out. Tell me you heard that one.
3: Sparrow just looks at Duke like he's just baffled at the absurdity
1: that Duke is going through. Just hearing voices. Lucil will go, uh, Captain, we've, we've gone through a lot in these past 24 hours that we've known each other, and I haven't seen you rest at all. Perhaps you should... Relax while Sparrow and I check out the waypoint, get refueled, and get on our way.
0: It's fair. It's fair. I'll do that. So he, you can see, he kind of admits, admits he is, you know, "quote unquote" defeat, and on that, and uh, takes his leave back to his quarters. And upon getting to his quarters, lays down, lays down on his bed, just kind of, uh, his room is more disheveled than you would imagine. Things are just out of order, out of place. Nothing's really, I mean, obviously the, the combat is shaking things up, but there's, it's not tidy. It's almost like the interior of what he's going through is representing itself there even though he keeps more collected on the outside. So he throws himself on the bed, eyes just kind of up lost in what he feels he heard. And while he's trying to drift off and trying to say that tell himself that he didn't hear it, his personal calm goes off.
1: Duke, I need you, Duke. Find me
0: And he he gets back up out of his bed, runs to the bridge, Sparrow, set these coordinates.
3: And he's dead serious. Captain, this these coordinates are in the complete opposite direction of where we're going. I understand that. Set the coordinates.
1: Just as um Duke says to set the coordinates, Luce begins to say something and then immediately freezes in place and his eyes go white and he begins to have a vision. This is commonplace for Luce, but it is the first time anyone has seen it. And in this vision, well, I'll just say that Luce has a vision and then ten seconds go by and all of a sudden it's like he unfreezes and has his eyesight back so it's like, kept it in um um, did you guys did I is is, did you just what just happened Luz goes to sit down at one of the the benches nearby and says, Look, I have no reason to lie. I have visions sometimes. It's the result of one of the exploding stars when I was a young kid. Doesn't always mean good or bad things, but it means something. And in this vision, I saw a lake in the middle of a vast, green, luscious field but the lake was completely empty. And at the bottom of this lake stood a woman in a flowing blue dress. And as I started looking at this woman, the lake slowly started filling up all the way to the brim and she was at the bottom. What does she look like?
0: He, he, pulls, he pulls out a picture and, and he's, he's almost like breaking in the moment. He's like, did she, did she look like this?
1: Captain, that's exactly what she looked like. Sparrow, set the coordinates. It's
0: my wife. Thanks for tuning in to Dawn of the Deliculum on the Pay the Price podcast. Dawn of the Deliculum and the Pay the Price podcast are products and trademarks of Samurai Beat LLC, which is a fan-funded organization made for you and made possible by you at patreon.com slash samurai beat. We seek to entertain and enable adulting gamers like you, and we appreciate your support, your confidence, and your inspiration. Thank you.